can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. say here we are, I've got uh, sitting here opposite me is Sue Stanley OAM, because um, Dr Ben Fordham has still got Don on a special assignment. It's a very, very important assignment and we're not sure, I, as I sit here, I'm not sure how long this assignment will take, if ever, because sometimes assignments can take forever. And people make them take forever because they get funded by the government. Not that uh, Don's getting funded by the government. Oh, no. But um, so we just can't... Uh, and Ivan, Ivan, who is now... He, I think he's uh, successfully, Sue, uh, sailed down the Nile. He has dodged the fracas that's going on between Palestine and Israel. Hamas and Hezbollah and Iran and Jordan and anyone else that wants to throw rockets at Israel. Is he having a good time? Yeah, he's having a way of a time. I don't know if you've ever been to the Valley of the Kings or mm-hmm. over there, but uh, you can be templed out. You can be templed out if you uh, stay too long. There's, there's only so many temples you can look at in a week or a, a furlough if you go over there, but it is fantastic. And he went into the pyramid, into the big pyramid, the... I forget what it's called, the Big Pyramid, but he went in and it's very claustrophobic when you go into the Big Pyramid. I'm guessing you've been in, have you? I have been in and you've almost got to, you've got to do a Groucho Marx walk in there. You've got to sort of walk, squat down as you walk, you know. I'm on one of the sugar group of sisters. And uh, you get in there and, and you get in there and it's uh, very claustrophobic and if someone actually, which was always a thought in the back of your mind, if someone closed the entrance, you are where the pharaohs were, you are actually entombed and you become, <laughs> I think it's called a sarcophagus. You become a mummy. You would be a mummy in there. You wouldn't be a mummy. You might be a mummy. I'm glad. The thought that would go through my mind is that hope no one breaks wind in such a small, confined area. And a very good point too, Susan. Yes, I'm not sure they've got air vents in. I don't <laughs> think they made allowance for air vents when they be built very embarrassing. 2,000 years ago. <laughs> Break wind, I like that. That's the medical term for farting. Well done. And now that's true. I never thought of that. Imagine if someone actually had had some uh, oil and the food. Could you trust the food over in the Hotel Cairo? Oh, no. And if you'd had a little bit of Indian over there and. Um, <laughs> curry in a hurry. Curry laksa. Luxor. Luxor is a town there where you start on the ferry uh, on the Sun God 4 5. You go up the Nile. I think the Nile is the only river in the world that runs from. South to north. I think that's really. I think that's a fact. I'm, I, I stand corrected. But if you'd had a curry luxor, luxor before you chicken one or started, a and you got a bit tight in the purse as you <laughs> entered the uh, the large pyramid, and you were in the shaft going down into the uh, room where it opens out, and you can all stand there and sing kumbaya and hope you can all get out again. <laughs> um, if someone had a loose bowel and actually did break wind, it'd be horrendous. 
It'll be like like nerve. It'll be like you know that that onion, not onion gas. What is that gas called that uh, smells? Um, you know, and I can't think of what it's called. Anyhow, you can't blame I'd, the dog I'd, either. I'd, I'd, you can't blame the dog. You can't blame anyone. You could blame the guide uh, because maybe wasn't they, me. Wasn't me. Maybe they just do it. And imagine if uh, I know that we don't do this. And this well, not we don't do it. But imagine if someone lit it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, people light their own when they break wind. Something they. What would you light your own fart for? Because it's butane gas, isn't it? It's gas. <laughs> you wait, the government will stop us farting shortly because they'll say it'll be bad for the environment. environment. Mm. Well, the cows, the cows cows, do that, don't they? They do, and they say that's why they're trying to... Uh, uh, the beef industry is on the decline for the climate activists because they want um, they don't want methane to come out the bottoms of uh, livestock. You know, ha- ha- they hiss. And in, in France, we did this on the podcast uh, last year, they put diapers on them, big cow diapers, diapers so, they, so they don't shit on the, 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 <laughs> I, that. You can look that up. I, when I was here, m- most of the people I did this podcast with said I used to make things up. I said, never made anything up. It was always on uh, the news or you could always access it on the, uh, the Google machine. Uh, so what, how did I get onto that? Because uh, you said, imagine if you found well, we've gone to Ivan, be, be, so we, Ivan's yeah, not here. Yeah, no, I was going to say. Ivan here, Don's not here. Oh, yeah, what was I going to say? But, oh, I, was gonna, I was talking about food. Well, so we weren't talking about food, were we? Well, not first off. We, well, start, first we, of we all, did get to the curry. Yeah, that's right. We could. So Ivan's not here. Dr Ben's uh, fortnightly... Uh, uh, fortnightly contributed, and this is the off week, so it's you and I. Yeah, but there, there could be someone exciting coming up. Maybe. As but we can't let it out yet. Yep. No. Not as a guest. Not oh, as a guest. Not as it? a no, guest. I know. We, Maybe able to be another support crew for you. Really? Yep. This is, this is something we haven't gone over. Not that we go over it. Who, who, who's, it could be oh, I'm not going to devolve now. No, no, no. Really? I'll let you think. What, what were you saying about food? <sighs> well, you're going to spring... You're tired spring, tonight. You're tired, You're going to spring you? someone in here <laughs> as, a, as, as, a, as a contributor, are you? <laughs> no. All right. Well, now, I'm going to do the shout-outs first because people... Cause people Sometimes we forget to do them because uh, Dr. Ben said, don't do the shout-outs first, get onto the substance of what you talk about. And um, usually it took us an hour to get onto the substance <laughs> with the other bloke who used to sit over there because he used to go off on a tangent. Uh, so, um, and now, so we're doing the shout-outs because uh, uh, we are. We're doing them first up. Now, I, I saw Matt. Matt is a sparky, uh, which I is an electrician, so... Is it? <laughs> Matt... The Sparky, he he listens. He bailed me up and didn't bail me up, but he saw me in the car park and he came over, and I was parked in a fifteen-minute zone. And he had a uniform on. I thought he's going to book me. This is a park inspector. And he and he tapped on the window, tapped on the window, and I said yes. He said, "I'm Matt." I said, "Yes." He said, "Love the podcast." I said, "Oh, it gave me a bit of a relief there." I thought I was up for. <laughs> Five hundred dollars fine. Uh, so he said, "I'm a Sparky," and then um, in the same car park, a different day, but uh, uh, a bloke called Ewan, uh, no, Erin, Erin, 
I said, Aaron, that's your name, is it? He said, yes, it's a bloke. Well, it looked like he was in a uniform. Like man Identified. Suit. No, he, d- he was definitely a bloke because he was a glazier, you know, like does glass work. Glass man. <laughs> glazier, and he's Aaron, E-R-E-N. He said hello. He listens to the podcast. And then uh, I've neglected to mention these people. I think you might have been with me when we met Steve and Sally because Steve and Sally had said they had been to Between Friends. Oh, that's right, yes. And he said, I love the podcast, he said, and we went down to Between Friends, which is that bar Swing when you swingers, swingers club when you go in and then about top past ten you get the kit off <laughs> and you look at everyone's bits and pieces and if you want to just get into the revelry of merriment upstairs, seriously get into it, you go up some stairs and... Um, uh, I think you have to be a member to go upstairs and then you really get into it upstairs. They have bondage shit and stocks and whips and fucking... Well, it's <laughs> extraordinary. Well, funny, funny enough, though, though, I actually asked him, I said, did you engage in any activity? He said, oh, yes, I oh, did. Oh, yes, he, he said, we've been married excited. quite a while. He said, that yeah. put a new extra dimension on the wife and I's uh, uh, love life. And so, so there it is. So it, there is a need. He said, what, what was disconcerting, what it was disconcerting is that Downstairs, it was. We went. We went because we all went just as a um, just uh, in research purposes. Research purposes. Uh, downstairs at about ten thirty, when people have had a couple of sherbets and they've loosened up a bit, they do get the kit off. Uh, but mm. they stand around, you know, with it all swinging in the breeze and the women's breasts hanging onto their knees, and because you know, old, old, really sort of mature people. But you chickened it. out. <laughs> well, because no one taking a gift. You were waiting and waiting and well, waiting. Well, we left. We left at ten o'clock before for ten thirty arrived. Well. So what was disconcerting is that it's more conservative if you're downstairs between friends or best friends. What's it called? Between friends. But when the revelry and the rooting and everything starts upstairs and people swagger down just to get a drink, come down the stairs, well, Jesus, then you see there's women coming down, their hair's everywhere and their makeup's all over the joint and blokes are coming down and they've got stuff leaking out of them and they go to the bar and people stand right back. Hey, but, you know, that's, uh, you know there's... Jeez, it's a nice mess there at the bar when uh, the people come down just to get a drink and go back up. Uh, all the all the more conservative people, mind you, who have got their gear off, but all the more conservative people so stand right back when they all swish down from upstairs. Christ, you, you and Mr Bravado, you're this big man blowing his <laughs> chest up and you put your tails between your legs so quickly and ran out of there. I, 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 I did. 10 o'clock came, they said they get the gear off. I reckon yeah. it was 10 to 10 yeah. and you ran out that door. Yeah, and, I, and if you'll remember, I said, so if... Um, if we're here for research purposes and people are getting the kit off, would you uh, get your kit off? And uh, you said, my word, I would. I said, oh, well, I'm glad <laughs> hope you bought some clean underwear. I said, because that would be embarrassing. Oh, no, it wouldn't be because you take your clothes off. Exactly. <laughs> you stand. Yeah, and, and keep a bit of a laneway for the people who swish down from upstairs because they've got crap everywhere. Uh, so anyhow, that was uh, Steve and Sally. And then, uh, uh, so we get on to Mick Christian about uh, the caps and uh, caps. Oh, no, there's just a steady demand for the caps. You cannot be serious. I'm not sure. I think he might have run out of T-shirts. But if you place an order with Mick, he's giving, wait for this. This is, how could you beat this deal? He's giving you a free stubby holder. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's got a picture of the man who's on special assignment. Uh, he, a picture of him on there and there's a picture of me on there. We might have to get a picture of you on there if the man from the special assignment doesn't come back. Um, so he's giving a free stubby holder with any... Uh, no, it sounds unreal, doesn't it? But they're $10, the stubby holders. Cost, it costs five cents to make, I reckon. But anyhow, so they're going for $10. But he's giving them away. If you buy a hat, I'll, I'll, seeing as I'm mentioning, I'll, I'll just uh, speak while I get my phone. Where is my phone? How many days is it to Christmas? Is it uh, 32 days to Christmas? So it's come up pretty quick. So I reckon I'll buy one of these for my dad. I'll get him a T-shirt so I can get a, a, a stubby holder. That will that will relieve me. Do you buy get Christmas? him a cap. I'm not sure if he's got stubby holders. <laughs> uh, so, but you, you could easily get on to michaelchristianmenswear.com. He will tell you, and this is what he's done. He's got to place your order in before Christmas because obviously oh, it's coming up. It'd be a rush. An Australia Post who uh, I posted a letter at the end of nineteen ninety eight. I posted a letter at the end of nineteen ninety eight and someone rang me up the other day and said they'd just received it. <laughs> so um, so it's going well, Australia Post. Um, now uh, this is uh, from Michael Christian. Now I don't know if he's taken the piss, but he said a shout out please for Robert Albanese. Bob Albanese. Would that uh, wouldn't be Anal's Anal, cousin, could Anthony. be a cousin. Albanese, from Robinvale. From Robinvale, do you know where Robinvale is? Atchie Creek. What's that? <laughs> Robinvale's up near Mildura. Is it? Gee, the weather, I'll, I'll tell you why I was in Perth in a minute. Did I tell you I was in Perth? Really? No. Uh, Robert and all the farmers from Sunraysia, Sunraysia, Sunraysia area, have listened to the podcast and they like it. There's only four orders. Oh, yeah, so 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 they love it. And uh, Mick is giving us so away um, stubby holders for any order, free stubby holder. You just cannot beat that. I mean, you know, it's Black Friday. Is it Black Friday sales on at the minute in yeah. the stores? Well, Mick's got a Black Friday sale of giving away a stubby holder. <laughs> that beats getting a lounge suite. Half price or a car. Have you got stubby holders on the boat? You can get some for your boat. I can get some for you for the boat. Y- you get That'd some. That's a Christmas you... present for you. There you are. You get on to michaelchristianmenswear.com and order a brace of stubby holders. Well, no, you get them for nothing. You have to order about 50 caps. <laughs> 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 so so that's, that's Michael Christian Menswear. And Kate Save, Be Fit Food. Uh, got tremendous specials on Kate Save. A very good food if you're uh, looking to be fit and um, healthy. Be healthy. And uh, she was looking for contestants for a uh, a uh, reality. Oh yes, a reality challenge show. Not sure how that's going, but uh, Kate Save Be Fit Food uh, still going great. We are an investor in uh, so a small investor we are just because we like to put our money where our mouth is. And uh, now, uh, and I'm giving this a special shout out to Peter from Prestige Car Clinic, the Prestige Car Clinic. He's in Port Melbourne, and I had I had the occasion to take a car down there because something had malfunctioned on it. What type of car was it? <laughs> it was an older car, and uh, the roof had ceased to <laughs> operate. It stuck up. It, it got halfway shut. And it was sticking up perpendicular into the air. And he said, can you bring the car down? Well, 
Did I look like a nice goose driving the car with the hood half up? People were saying, people thought it was, they were filming for a reality show and I'm sort of trying to, I put a hat on and some dark glasses and um, they're, they're pointing saying, look at this clown. And I say, no, the hood's stuck up, mate, sorry, do you think I'd be driving like this? And luckily there wasn't a very, there was a slight zephyr blowing, just a slight zephyr, a sort of a s- smallish trade wind blowing off the bay. Had there been a gale, it would have ripped the top of the hood off and uh, then I would have got the shits. Don't worry about that. Anyhow, I got it down to Peter of uh, Prestige Prestige Car Care Clinic. He's in Port Melbourne. And if ever I had to recommend anyone uh, to look after your car, he was excellent. Was he? He is. He is. So I'm sending giving him a shout out. Peter. Peter from Prestige uh, in Port Melbourne. Uh and uh, there, there we are. Uh, and uh, so, and I'm also giving a shout out to. Um, now, they wouldn't be listening. They'd be on their honeymoon. They'd be. Uh, they're going on their honeymoon. I won't tell you where they're going because you know people are Vietnam. But they are going on their honeymoon. Uh, um, can't tell you anything, can no, you? No, you can't. Uh, so that's James Brayshaw and Le- uh, Lisa, um, gee, um, I don't know her knee, her knee name, knee, you know, and they say n- she's now Lisa Brayshaw, Brayshaw, but knee, they say N-double-E, not K-N-double-E. I should know what her former name was. Anyhow, James and Lisa got married in Perth and I went over for the Stetford over there and it was fantastic weekend. And uh, I don't drink, as I've, uh, you mightn't know that, but I haven't had a drink for 18 years and it is absolutely entertaining as the night and the days wear on people who become more alcoholically propelled come and speak to you. That is entertaining in itself, just watching the, the deterioration of people's uh, um, sense of what they're talking about and where they are and what they say to you. Uh, all very good. I'm no, no, uh, not disparaging any part of it. It was fantastic. The people were great there. It was a cavalcade of sporting stars there. Uh, all the cricketers and the great Dennis Lilly was there. And was he? Yeah. I heard yeah. that you uh, made a friend over there, a, a, an acquaintance that you have not been that friendly with. I Hello. Yeah. Okay, who? Well, were there that many people that you... Had yep. disagreements with over there. Not the not, not the, the uh, who. Gillen. No, I have to turn it up. So Gillen McLaughlin. So Gillen McLaughlin was he was the uh, the host uh, compare of the. Um, no, I didn't speak to him, and will never, and le- never unless he comes with his cap in hand and says, "I'm so sorry for throwing you and Mike Sheehan and Don Scott under the bus about discussing why Nicky Winmar lifted his jumper up." And I'm glad you got onto that because uh, we said if Winmar, I'm going to say this again, Don used to roll his eyes up when I'd say this. I don't know why he rolled his eyes up because he got fined uh, along with me and Sheehan. Um, um, I'm glad you mentioned that because um, we said at all times uh, that uh, if Winmar said that's what he lifted his jumper up for, that's what it was. We, we said that, uh, but... The overwhelming majority of the people at the games thought it wasn't about that at all. And I, the penny dropped. I went on a bike ride with uh, Gary Lyon and um, his partner, Nikki. Did, did you have little training wheels on the side of your bike? <laughs> that would have been a sight to see, riding a push bike. 
starting to annoy me. <laughs> See, you're gonna you're gonna get me really annoyed shortly. <laughs> no, we went on we went on a bike. So so we we go over to Perth and, and Nikki, who is Bill Brownless's ex-wife, and Bill was there with Gary, and they get on great, and everything's fine. So. It's good to see. It's good to see that. Interesting you, mix, isn't it? Well, it is. It's good to yeah. see that you can forgive uh, and forget. That, that's it. And move, move on. on, move on, and everything like that. So um, that's what you should n- do. N- sh- shut up. So <laughs> Nikki had Nikki. And this is Brownless. Uh, Nikki. I don't know what her name was either before Brownless. Uh, so Nikki, who's Gary's partner, she'd never been to Perth, and I said. Um, Oh, well, I said, what you should do is get on a uh, ferry and go from Perth down the Swan River to Fremantle. And Gary said, oh, what would you want to do that for? I said, well, Gary, if you haven't been to Perth, you can see all the great houses and all the identities and personalities that live along the river. It's quite, it's very interesting. All the marinas and all the... He said, oh, don't be stupid. I said, all right. I said, well... Why don't we go on a bike ride? He said, why would you go on a bike ride? I said, Gary, you're going to just stump yourself up in the uh, Crown Casino Hotel here and uh, you're not going to do anything, are you? I, he said, no. Well, he said, bike ride. I said, come down and get three bikes and we'll ride. And I'm, that's the reason I'm telling you this. We're going to ride. Uh, go for a ride and Nicky can take in some of the sights of Perth. All right, he said, so... We get the bikes and we ride over to Optus Stadium where they were setting up for Coldplay. Coldplay. Really? Yeah. Heard of Coldplay? Yes. The very good friends of Shane Warnes. They, they were. the Coldplay boy. It was uh, – so we, it turns out we had tickets to go to Coldplay. I didn't go to Coldplay. No. Did you buy tickets or you just rocked up there and no, just someone seen had bought No, someone had bought some tickets and couldn't go. Anyhow, I didn't go. Why so, didn't you go? Oh, because we'd just come back from Rottnest Island, one of the recovery days over at Rottnest. And besides, uh, I wasn't fly blown because I wasn't drinking. It was a late day, and I, I, I Coldplay. Leave Coldplay to the kids. It was fantastic. They said it was fantastic. Why am I telling you this? Because we drove, we rode past. There's a, I'm getting on to why I've mentioned this. It's a long story. Well, you keep interrupting. We went past Optus and as I turned, there is a... And the, the, the penny dropped as to why we were thrown under the bus about discussing Winmar. Because there's a statue of him, that iconic photograph that that liar, uh, the photographer, li- uh, liar, um, uh, what's his name, Wayne Ludley, he lied about us, uh, mm-hmm. Don and Mike and Sheehan and me, he lied. And we sued him and he, we, he, we got compensated for him lying about us. But anyhow, that iconic photo of him pointing to his chest and I've suddenly realised why um, Mr McLaughlin threw us under the bus because if it had been generally accepted, which we didn't say it was, but if it had been generally accepted that it wasn't actually about his skin colour, it was about the fact that he was overweight and he had guts, then... The rush to judgment about putting that uh, statue up would have been meaningless because it wouldn't have people would have thought well it wasn't about what it was meant to be uh, up there for it was about his overweight uh, so that's uh, the penny started to drop about while we were thrown under the bus to appease his own white guilt about what he thinks is going on in the AFL and uh, as for speaking to him. Uh, 
uh, he would uh, never ever will I ever speak to that man uh, he, because he used a cheap trick to throw us under the bus. And I keep saying this, I keep saying this uh, because um, I had, and I'm not, I'm part of the podcast, you cannot be serious, I wasn't at the game, had no input into it at all, and yet I got labelled and branded and slagged as a racist and woe, and um, wait till we get on to Black Lives Matter. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Flo- George, George I have, Floyd. Yes. George Floyd... They did $2 billion worth of damage to America by the riots when the copper um, uh, killed. Well, they said he suffocated George Floyd. And I said on this podcast, this is why I got sacked from Channel 9. I, I, they don't say I got sacked, but I did. Um, they, on this podcast, uh, they were talking about Black Lives Matter and they were talking about George Floyd and I said... Well, it was a disgrace how he died. I did say that. I said, but he's a piece of shit, which he was. He was a piece of shit. And it's just coming out now how they suppressed all the stuff about George Floyd uh, when the inquest and the people got charged. Uh, he had been arrested. He had been arrested eight times. He had had two heart conditions. When he was found, uh, when he died at the hands of the policeman, he'd had two heart conditions previously. He had had lethal traces of fentanyl in him. He'd had COVID. He had had COVID at the time. A year before, he was arrested for exactly the same thing. He said that he couldn't breathe. He is a drug dealer. He had been... um, arrested by a black officer originally. They said it was a white supremacy thing. He had tried to pass counterfeit money at a convenience store. He had been convicted of eight crimes, uh, aggravated robbery uh, with a deadly weapon. He'd had a home invasion where he stuck up a pregnant woman with a knife. Um, and this, uh, and this, this heralded the birth of Black Lives Matter, which is a completely bogus criminal organisation, a domestic terror organisation, and it spread over here and you had uh, suburbs over here had Black Lives Matter flags up and they'd painted uh, murals on uh, the uh, 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 eulogising Black Lives Matter, an absolute hoax and a disgrace. Uh, and uh, that's what we said about George Floyd. How did I get onto that? Because oh, uh, Black Lives Matter was... Because uh, uh, that's right. On your bike ride that's over at right. Racial. Correct. That's correct. We were thrown under the bus for just the most disgraceful court case, the most disgraceful uh, piece of uh, uh, legal nonsense ever. So I didn't. So your make bike ride it, was good. Yes, yeah, so the bike ride was good, and uh, uh, that's what reminded me of it because uh, the statue was up, and uh, if it was general knowledge that that actually wasn't what it was about, uh, skin colour. Oh well, geez, it would have been a waste of money from uh, putting that up. So, uh, so don't worry about. It. I didn't make a friend at all. Um, uh, so, so, so seeing as we're on this, Sue, seeing as we're on this sort of theme. If you wonder why Ian Cook, who stood for the vacant seat of the Premier, Dan Andrews... Mulgrave. Mulgrave. He stood again to see if he could be a representative, mm-hmm. an independent representative. And he did very... He didn't win, but he did very well again. Extremely well. Yes. How well? Do you, I'm I think not it was about 40-something, 40, 40 mid-40s percent? percent, yeah. And I think the winning was 53 or something, 53, 54. Well, so, yeah, he, did he did very well. And we had... Uh, 
we had Rowan. Rowan can't mention Rowan's surname because he was dressed in a, a, a clown suit. And, you know, he was the uh, Rowan Wen, and he um, stood on the corner. So it was a, a, a success, if you can call losing a success, but it was a success. What uh, Ian stood for, and if you think. If you wonder why um, Ian Cook, who won his court case about being defamed and uh, illegally put out of business by the Andrews government for I Cook Foods when Community Chef, the government organisation, took over them by planting evidence, if you wonder why he won the case but didn't get financial restitution, uh, look no further than the way the legal system's going here. There's 95 high-risk people have been released back into the community. Some terrorists, some criminals, they've released them because they said it was against the law to incarcerate them indefinitely until their trials come up. So they're back on the streets. 95 seriously dangerous people. Uh, This is the law that we're dealing with here. And then have a listen to this. There's 109 times... Uh, a number of boys from th- ranging from 13 years of age to 16, the, they have been arrested 109 times with, uh, and charged with um, 171 counts of aggra- aggravated burglary and they have let them out back onto the streets and they've been arrested 109 times, the same group of people, and they keep releasing them and they keep, they're the people that keep... Uh, um, damaging your cars, graffitiing them, stealing them, uh, setting fire to them, and they let them out onto the streets. So you wonder why Ian Cook couldn't get compensated when you've got a legal system which is completely um, nobbled and um, completely nobbled by woke, patronising people who keep giving uh, citizens a third, fourth and fifth chance to actually redeem themselves and do something constructive. If you are, uh, there's an old saying, a leopard never changes its spots. They just get bigger or smaller. And those people have no chance of being rehabilitated. They should... Something's got to go... Something's got to change because even in the system, uh, they've got the the, uh, enforcement officers in the hospital with these young kids uh, on a 24-hour watch for four or five days until they recover. They go to court and then they get out on bail. Mm. So why are, they, why are they babysitting them in hospital? Why are they? If they're in Iran, you know what they do in Iran? No. They'd take them into the public square and they'd get a huge birch and they'd belt the living shit out of them. <laughs> uh, that's just for a start. And then they'd put them back in jail. And then they'd bring them out again the next week and they'd just say, we're having another dose of this. Harsher penalties, yeah, it well, should be. that's the basis of that. Uh, so people will now get onto this podcast and say... Oh, Sam Newman said we should flog people out on the streets, <laughs> young kids. I know, so, yeah, if you think that's what I'm saying. I'm just using it as an example. Um, uh, so, 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 Sue, so, Sue, Sue City, Sue. Um, uh, is it easy to see through the uh, easy to see through the hypocrisy and the grandstanding and the virtuous pandering and signalling of what you're on about? Do you remember last week we men- mentioned a bloke called Greg Andrew? Uh, the guy on the hunger strike. In on a hunger strike. Yeah, in Canberra. In Canberra mm-hmm. because he was is trying he to draw hungry? attention. Is he still hungry? He was trying to draw attention to the Prime Minister Anal uh, about 
climate change. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'm going on a hunger stroke, which means I presume if you go on a hunger stroke, you don't eat. Mm -hmm. And then the knock-on effect of that is that you expire and they just take you down to the morgue and then they bury you. Well, he's, he's, he's dropped out. He's, 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 um, he's eating again. He's become a coward. <laughs> he hasn't gone the whole... He's eating. He said, no, I got two peckish and they had a photograph of him gorging himself at McDonald's, didn't they, or somewhere? At a cafe. With at a cafe. With a cup of coffee and a with sandwich. With a latte and a sandwich. <laughs> oh, great. With his legs crossed in a nice, comfortable position. That's right. Well, what a piker. Uh, he, why didn't he just go on with it? And then we'll prepared. all go to his funeral. <laughs> well, why, why, why wouldn't you? What, what's the point of that? But did he get a meeting with Elbow? What, because he was thin and frail because yeah. he wasn't eating. So on, if you're going to do a cause and go that hard, mm -hmm. like, you'd, you'd want at least a meeting with the, uh, the great man, so, isn't it? So that's how you get a meeting with the Prime Minister. But it didn't go on a hunger strike. Ha <laughs> <laughs> fair income. I'm amazed. Why didn't he just go on with it? Even if you're going to do it, do it. And then we will say, what what a fantastic effort. He actually gave his life up for the planet. Speaking of the planet, uh, this is this is how th this is how the globalists tell you they're trying to take over. So Taylor Swift, you heard her? Tay Tay. The, the Swifties. Tay Tay. She is probably nearly going to rival Elvis Presley as the most extraordinary performer, as in popular, but no one will ever rival Elvis, no matter what you say. But Taylor Swift cancelled a, 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 a concert in Rio de Janeiro because the temperature, wait for this, <laughs> got to 51 degrees. 51. 51, and uh, she quite rightly and responsibly said, she wasn't going to put the um, health and safety of her fans under um, question and she cancelled the concert. She said she just, because someone fainted and died of heat exhaustion or something. That's a good reason to cancel it. It, it is, and she, she, well, she could have gone on with it, but she said, no, I'm not, I'm not performing and I don't, not, don't want my fans to be under risk. And they said, well, this was extraordinary, this, the temperature, and then they said the rainfall that happened... They've never had so much that the rainfall was a, a, an example that uh, an example that um, you're watching this thing. Something's going on with the computer. Anyhow, I'll push on. Uh, there was an example. Um, they, they said the, the the heat and the rainfall was an example of climate change and global warming, and they said there'd never been as much rain ever since. 1945. <laughs> now you think about what, just think about the illogical nonsense of that. If you're saying climate change is on and uh, global warming's on and there's never been as much rain ever, oh, except since 1945. So why was there that much rain in 1945 when global warming and climate change wasn't even on the horizon? So you just make it up. There's been temperatures climbing and climbing. Why is it, why have they been climbing? Because you're the cows are farting or because you're using gas in your stove or driving a car. What is that? William Kininmonth here said, climate change or global warming is driven by solar flares, the moon, the activity of tides and wind. He said the inclination of the earth, if it just tilts at minuscule degree, all this other crap People just make up. People glue themselves to the road. Uh, so they say you shouldn't be driving an electric car. Oh, you shouldn't be driving a car. It's uh, And we uh, we cop it. We don't cop it. 
uh, and if you can say that, oh, the climate's gone mad and this is the greatest catastrophe since 1945, well, <laughs> fair dinkum. So it was going on then. Uh, the climate does change. And the global warming, it gets warmer and colder at various periods and we are off them. I just think we've got too many people on the earth. I think there are just way too many people. The I reckon that's it. I reckon we should start culling. <laughs> right, let's start with the... Uh, which suburbs will we start with? We, the outlying suburbs oh, so that people can't, don't have to drive their cars in. Let's start with the... Uh, the uh, That's right, the lower socioeconomic suburbs. See if we could just cull them out. And just have the high flyers and the uh, lady does, uh, just you know, that live in the leafy suburbs. Let's just start Stuck. start culling <laughs> people. I reckon that's a good idea. So, uh, who would go out? Uh, who would go? Dermot Brereton would like to cull, not cull people, but he's 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 a very good huntsman. Oh, he's a huntsman. He's got a property he shoots Seriously? pigs. Oh, yes, wild boar, and and that's and that. he eats it. Not sure that he eats it. There's only so much wild boar you can eat. Uh, but he, that's, he's doing a service to the country by killing wild boar. They're, they're in plague proportions, like kangaroos. And rabbits. But they eat kangaroos. Rabbits? Rabbits. Yeah, rabbits. How's your uh, girl going down oh, the Beaconsfield so, Parade? Is she still of there? rabbits? No, she's, she's gone, hasn't she? Well, I think there's someone else taken oh. up on my strip this morning. Oh, my God. Where's the, is that right? Yep. It's okay, so, and he's got a solar panel, so he's got solar, so he can obviously charge so his battery. So he's just camping on the footpath. Well, he has. He's got a solar panel. Yes. <laughs> That's extraordinary. He's got yep. everything. Well, you better get a big garden hose and hose him away. So, so the houses along there, are roughly what minimum four million, probably up to about eight, ten million, and he just camps here for nothing. <laughs> just seriously. Well, yeah, well, uh, yeah. I think the council should come and. Uh, I did find that so we do, we do, we do feel for Sue. Let's Absolutely. just say we feel for people who are homeless. But you just, you, you, you just must ask. Uh, this is where the community service people uh, must provide. Uh, what I like you, would you like me to tell you when I was thinking of um, being running for the Lord Mayor? I got Bob Maguire, the late Bob Maguire, Brendan Nossel. Nossel. Nottle, mm-hmm. Nottle, Salvation. Nossel was the Nossel. Justice of the Nossel. Peace. Nottle, Nottle, and um, uh, and um, who's the other one? Les Twentyman. Fancy forgetting Les's name. I know Les, like he's my father. Uh, Le- uh, Nottle, Twentyman, and Maguire. And I said, why don't you approach the state government or the local council or the um, mayor of Melbourne or whoever? and take over a disused warehouse and make it a refuge for genuinely homeless people who can't camp there indefinitely and you can't have freeloaders coming in and just getting cheap accommodation, but a properly run refuge for homeless people, a zero-tolerance attitude of people sleeping in doorways in the city, not allowed to do that, clear them out, give them a place to stay and see why they're homeless and go from there. Rather than getting people to drive at 30k, now they're trying to get people because 
irresponsible people speed on the roads and people who come from other countries and new licence holders have no idea how to drive, no idea, can't hardly read the road rules, can't hardly read the signs and there's the, the road toll is going up and there's horrendous accidents but it ain't because and it's because we are such a big country and people out in the country roads drive for hours and hours to get to one town. If you drove for five hours or four hours in Europe, you'd go through three countries. Here you just go from one town to another in, in, in the same state that you're in. And that's why people drive too quickly and they lose concentration. You have heavy transport on the roads and they get tired and they just use drugs and all that. And yet they're trying to nobble that rank and file people who just drive properly but they want to have 40 kilometre an hour speed limit in the, almost everywhere. Except I out think in the road. Thirty. I think there's a request 30. for thirty uh, around the Fitzroy area. So it's that it, it is impossible to drive a car at thirty k. It over. is impossible, and uh, it is only a way to balance the budget. It is a complete and utter fraud, a money making concern that if you drive at thirty five, you'll be fined five hundred dollars and four points off your life. It is a disgrace, and people put up with it, uh, and yet they let. Uh, 95 high-risk people out onto the streets. They've had 175 uh, aggravated burglaries by kids. Uh, there's people doing a whole lot of different things and they're trying to raise money by stopping motorists drive. You can't, you can't drive a car at 30k. It is impossible. Or your cars, you can't. The older ones. Uh, well, the newer ones... That no, that's that's the point. The new ones, which go much quicker and have much better performance and are, 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 are made to drive reasonably quickly, you cannot drive a new car at thirty k without keeping your eye on the uh, speedo, therefore taking it off the road, so that you, you just have to keep watching it, because if you go at thirty five, bang, done, you're done. At thirty five, you can. I think um, I think they run the, they do the hundred. I think uh, um, um, the sprinter, what's his name? Uh, Car racer. Bolt. Oh, you saying yeah. Bolt runs at thirty-five k, <laughs> doesn't he? He can run past a car driving at thirty-five k on the road. But it, is, it is an interesting point why we can't have a zero tolerance in our city of uh, homelessness because there is a country which is very surprising in Vietnam, in Ho Chi Minh City, they have a zero tolerance of people sleeping on the streets. That's right, and they. Give and them, they can do it. And, and they give them, an, I presume, an alternate place or Absolutely. they have a refuge. Or, yep, put them in. Yep, that's it. Well, I, we'll get that. I, we'll go down and get that bloke out. We'll, t- we'll actually steal his solar panel for a start. <laughs> so he can't, that was very clever. So he can't use his uh, cooker or... Uh, Mobile phone charges his phone. That's right. God, God love him. Uh, so, um, uh, uh, so what were we talking about then? Oh, uh, um uh, Greg Andrew, who's a fair dinkum, the piker, didn't didn't starve himself to no. death. He's just up and he's just day up. Day sixteen, he started shutting down. Day so. sixteen. So speaking of food, so we'll, we've got a fair bit to cover here. So speaking of food, Big Mac. Have a listen to this. this is a third world problem. Imagine having this problem over in uh, where uh, the war torn <laughs> cities of the world. Uh, Big Mac sued Hungry Jacks because Hungry Jack bought out a hamburger called. Big Jack and Big Mac, the McDonald's people, thought that was too close sounding to a Big Mac 
calling it a big jack and people might be confused when they go to a fast food store and see big jack up there even though it's got hungry jack sign and everything they might think shit i wonder if that's a big mac or it's a big jack it's a i i'm going in because i think it might be a big mac but i've gone in and i bought a big jack and i've been deceived and they said big mac mcdonald's sued hungry jacks for calling their hamburger a big jack and the court said, uh, you, you, um, you, uh, this is why I'm mentioning this, the court had a, let me read this out, the court appointed, uh, where the fuck is it, they, 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 a scientist with a PhD in analytical chemistry to go and see if the Big Jack, they said, was 25% bigger than a Big Mac, and they they got a scientist with a PhD who went round the country to 500 stores checking the size of the burger in a Big Jack as opposed to a Big Mac. You think I'm making this up? Uh, and um, they found that while they didn't find Big Jack for trying to imitate Big Macs, they said that's bullshit, no one be, would be confused by that, Big Jack said that there was 25% more meat or whatever they put in their hamburgers than in a Big Mac. And the analytical clinical chemist with a PhD who went around the country on the public purse investigating all this said, no, they weren't 25% bigger, they were only 15% bigger. <laughs> so they sued, them for, they sued them for false advertising but they let them off the uh, fact that uh, they were trying to replicate or fool people that a Big Jack was actually a Big Mac. Can I'm, you believe this? I'm just interested in what he went around the country with a tape measure, so he went to everyone and well, measured his test. I, I, we should get him on. I don't know what a, a, an analytical chemist who has a science degree, of PhD science degree, I, I, I suppose he takes a little set of scales around, does he, and weighs them, I buys one. He's so bought 500 hamburgers around the country and he weighs them. But he has to buy 1,000, about 500 Big Macs and 500 Big Jacks well, and take the meat out. We couldn't, well, if they're bigger, they'd have to be bigger in diameter, so therefore it'd be bigger in size. Or thicker. Well, or th well, they'd be taller, wouldn't it, yeah, bigger? Or thicker, yeah. yeah. But they wouldn't be 20%. Buns. I, think I don't think they'd make the buns bigger. They'd get the same buns. A lot of people's buns are... So it'd be 25% heavier. People's buns aren't the same necessarily. Ooh, but in, no. But in, uh, but in, uh, in food terms, <laughs> the buns come from the same... Some people's buns are huge. No buns. They're really big buns. But anyhow, I think the buns probably come from the same factory uh, that supply the... And I think the burgers were thicker, but they said they're twenty five percent, but they're only fifteen. So it was a sort of a win loss thing for a Big Jack. Uh, so that was that. And um, uh, speaking of food again, um, will I do this now? Excuse me. I don't I, know that I burped. In sorry about that. You burped. I, I burped, but uh, lucky I wasn't in the pyramids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, 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 going, I'm going to. I'm going to speak more about food. Because I'm going to do this, close this off now. I'm going to speak about, and you are too, I'm going to run by, uh, I don't make these up, but I'm going to run by, they said, the 20 most useless kitchen items you could buy and the reasons they gave. And when you 
read through them, you think, yep, that is absolutely correct because they say, the people who did the survey say, while there might be some value in some of them, the seldom times you would ever use them and the space they take up in your kitchen, you'd have to build a whole new kitchen to fit all the implements and things that they say are useless that you'd use once in a year. And they say they're pointless, a waste of money, and we're being conned. Well, you're being conned, if not you, AOSU. <laughs> but if you uh, buy them, you're just you're just throwing money, good money after bad, or bad money after good, mm. or whatever that mm. term is. And then we'll get on to sport. Okay. I've got uh, the, the 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 World Cup final. Oh, have I got to just? After, you can't. It was fantastic. But the, te- the, uh, the television... Are you I'll, doing I'll, it now or are you doing no, it No, I'm going to do it now because we've, uh, we're coming back with that. Uh, we're coming back with that and then I'm coming back with a, an extraordinary... This is a bit like the Big Jack and the Big Mac thing. They've found... Uh, I won't do this now but I'll just tease it. They've found... Scientists found that there's a, 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 a star out there... Wait for this, Sue. 100 billion... 100 billion, you can look this up, 100 billion times brighter than the sun and they've just found this. I, I, I wouldn't, I, how's it taken that long to find it if it's 100 billion times stronger than the sun? Anyhow, and you've got to see what the, what the people have called it and what the people who are investigating it and if you wonder why <laughs> we're driving a 30k and letting felons out onto the street when you've got this going on on the <laughs> other side of the world, it puts the whole world and what people do for a living into perspective. So we're uh, ringing off now, Sue, um, uh, and we do have a very good guest coming in, a guest who plays a sport that is not big in Australia but huge in America and he was a expatriate Aussie, went over and made a mark in not one of the sports you will think, not NFL, uh, mm-hmm. gridiron, and not, um, what's the other big basketball. sport? Basketball. Not basketball, but the next one down. Perhaps it might be more popular than all the, both those. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an American game, isn't it? It is America, it's almost exclusively an American game, mm. but probably the most popular American sport ahead of those two. Mm. Uh, we'll ask him. Uh, but... It's a him. He's coming in, so we're ringing off now. But we've got other things to speak about that you'll be, you'll be, uh, you'll be, uh, well, you'll sit here and listen to. So here we go.